Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Crystal and you actually press play to my podcast and I get to introduce you to my amazing friends. And we get a little deep. So no further introduction. This is Crystal Breaks Easy. Sorry, that's just to set everything. That's good. We're good. I like it. You're listening to Crystal Breaks Easy. I am your host, Crystal. And today I have with me a person I've known for over 20 years. Yeah, it's been over 20 years. 16? Well, I'm not that old. Don't listen to that. What do you mean? You're not I'm, that old guy. I'm not over 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. Um, this person has changed so much from when, like, when I first met you. Yeah. And you have grown into this, I would say, mobile. Because you always say slow motion in motion. Yeah, is cool. that's what you always say the one and only Mr. Antwi, aka Buns. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Man. It's a blessing to be here. Well, thank you for coming and taking the time out of your Saturday. For sure. Can you tell me how we met? Um, I want to hear your story and then I'll go on. If I can remember, um, it was Humber Classic. I'm at a basketball tournament. And I think we just finished, either we finished winning the tournament or it was before the finals, I think. One of the two. And I remember coming down and I see these twins. Always the twins. And I'm like, hold on, are you guys twins? And I think that's like the first time we met and you guys said something about the game. and Something like that. It was, it was, a, it was a short moment, but you guys said good game. Or something around, along those lines. Yeah. Where you got to give me a compliment about my game. We said something specific about the game. Like, oh, these guys know basketball. But yeah, then, it was, was me. Trina was making fun of you because you had, um, it was Humber Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, you just did finish and like everyone's giving these praises, but we already knew who you were mm-hmm. just because I follow ball. And Trina was like, oh, why this guy have 16? That's the year that you had like eyebrows. Your cut was like D's guy. <laughs> you had like six in each eyebrow. We're like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. And then Trina made the joke, um, Jay-Z said only three cuts. Yes. Try to while out. What is this guy doing? And then you looked up like, are you guys twins? Like, yeah, good game. Like, try to like just (laughs) shut up, Trina. Because only Trina would say something like stupid like that. I remember that. It wasn't stupid. It was smart. I was wilding out. You were, yeah, guys, you had no eyebrows, just lines. Like, you snapped. Who did that? Me. You actually said. I thick eyebrows. I still have thick eyebrows. So I just. Because Jay-Z, I, I grew up listening to Jay-Z. So yeah. Three cuts. Because your eyebrows try to while out. So I took it like, okay, I'm going to put more than three because I am wilding out right now. Yeah, you did. You yeah, snapped. That was a point in my life where I was feeling like. You're like the, yeah, you're like the king. Because, but people only look at that part. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't want people to look at or people to think back of when I was the king. Yeah. I want people to look back when I was the court jester or when I was the yes. president. No one knew who I was. I came from yeah. Humberline. I didn't come from a big basketball school. Very or true. powerhouse. We're playing in the back of the building. It's funny. Your interaction coming in is like, yo, aren't you? That's the first thing the thing is they remembered you from car. From car, oh, yeah. That was his first interaction. Yo, you're, oh, you're Etsy from car. That's right. That was his interaction just outside. Yeah. And not knowing like, no, you're more than just a basketball player. Right. To me, you are. Because everything that you have done. So. I have so many funny and best moments with this person. But I want to know what our moments that they think are special to them. Let's listen. It hasn't really, for me, been just funny moments. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been more um, moments of clarity. Like, you, every time I see you or your sister, you mm-hmm. guys always, like, bring me to a space of, like, how I felt when I was in high school. Always, like, super yeah. genuine. So it wasn't, I don't remember, like, just a funny moment where I was, like, laughing so much. Yeah. You guys always showed me genuine love, like, from the beginning. It wasn't like, oh, I'm happy because you're a basketball player. Like, you guys yeah. like me for me. 
Yeah, like, we didn't really cheat. Right. We didn't really care. Like, okay, your buns. Okay, cool. Right. It was always love. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. So and so, are you good? Or is checking on me? Things like that. So that's where I get it from. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Like, quote unquote, funny. Yeah. But, I'll tell you a funny moment. Okay. So I worked at a place called Licks. Do you remember Licks, yes. the restaurant? Yes. Okay, I worked at Licks on Finch, like Young and Finch area. Mm-hmm. I worked with this girl named Kayla. And she was going on about, yo, Crystal, come with me to Yorkdale. I'm meeting this guy that I'm dating. His name's Malik. I'm like, okay. See, you're laughing already. She's like, yo, you have to come meet. This guy's like everything. He plays ball. I'm like, where does he play ball? She's like, oh, he plays ball at Marion. I'm like, okay. So I'm just like, she's going on and on. She's like, oh, yeah, Malik this, Malik that. I'm like, you know what? I'll go. I'll go to Yorkdale with you. We finished work early. We, I went home. I changed. I go to Yorkdale. This guy shows up like... Three, almost two hours you had this girl waiting for you. Yeah. Two hours. So everybody knows Yorkdale. We're at the top waiting. And we're waiting at the top and you walk in with like an entourage. It was like you and Amanda. So I'm just like, this is going to be fun. And she's like, oh, look, there's Malik. I turned to him like, his name is Antwi. And she's like, no, his name's Malik. I'm like, no, his (laughs) name is Antwi. Buns, Tweety. Like, what do you don't understand? I know him. She's like... Oh, okay. And then I remember Jix calling me, cussing me, like, yo, how are you been not the man scene? Da 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 da. Like yeah. I I thought it was funny because this girl was in love with this character. Yeah, you I have to have a character. N- guy, this girl was in love with whoever you created was Malik. Yeah, just the name was different. The name was yeah, I guess your swag yeah. was still the same, but yeah, I'm just right. like she was just like no, that's not him. I'm like, okay. And then you come up to her. I'm like, buns. You're like, twin. I'm like. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, so what? So I don't know him? Grade 11. Guy, I was so like, cheese. This girl made me come all the way to York for buns. You're a good friend. I'm not a good friend, guy. Because I should have just left her ass there. I'm like, yo, how? No, I'm not a good friend. She waited for a good thing. How? Because, I mean, at least she was waiting for something like Malik. Guy, I think he just said hi to her, and then you dipped. No, no, I didn't just dip. No, 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 no. Guy, I know we didn't stay too long. First off, it was a Tuesday, if you remember. And that's when the Tuesday movies were happening in York. I know you didn't take her to a movie. No, I didn't. Because I didn't see a movie with her. Me and my boys went to the movies. That's why I told her to meet me there. (laughs) Guy, she thought it was going on a date. No, 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 no date. She thought she was... Listen, how are you telling me? Maybe she thought that. She thought you were going on a date. You know what? Maybe the younger me gave her that... Impression? That, impression that we're going on a date. Yeah. The younger me probably did that, yeah. She went home and changed to get ready for a date. And then you did, you. I'm telling you, Bunts, my memory is clear as day. <laughs> you walked up to her, uh-huh. you gave her a half hug and said, you good? She's like, yeah, I'm okay. And then he just walked away. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> bruh. You know I can believe that. You did that. I and then it. this whole girl cried her whole, cried from... Yorkdale all the way to where does oh, she live? Like Willow, Willoway or not Willoway? What is it? Willowdale? Willow yeah, Ridge. Willow Ridge. Yeah. Willow Ridge. Like, Willow Ridge. I remember that. Like you I made the girl cry. Sorry. <laughs> cry all the way. Oh my god. It was, it was Malik. It wasn't really me. <laughs> Make us point. That was Malik. It was not me. Okay, that was that was my like that was a good moment because I just like yo this girl left her house, and you're not even seeing a movie. It's tough. Just to say hi, guy. You know how far it is. Yeah, it's far. That's far to just uh, say hi. I, I could have been. I had too much people. I had too many things going on. God, that was me. I, I should have been better. God, you probably you probably damaged that girl somewhere. Maybe a long. If a long way there's some trauma left behind that, I apologize. Honestly, <laughs> I really do. It's not the right thing to do. Tell me your favorite slow jams.
my favorite R&B artist, which is The Dream. Okay. Um, the first song is, I'll say, Purple Kisses. Okay. Off the first album, The Dream album. Then I'll say Falsetto. Okay. Off that same album. Then R&B-ish. Um, I'll have to say... Who I want to say, I can't say R. Kelly. But. We already did that. We already So it's okay to like R. Kelly, the artist, not Robert, the person. Perfect. Okay. Well, so it's okay. You can say R. Kelly's music and you don't have to like Robert, the perfect. person. The music. So I'll go with, um, off that 12 play album, I'll go with that, uh, the 12 play song. Okay. The intro, I think is the intro. Then I go Usher Confessions. Go that song. Confessions one or two? One. Superstar. Okay. That song, Superstar. One of my favorite songs. Like number yeah. one. Number one. And then... To finish off, this isn't R&B-ish, but it's R&B. I'll go Anthony Hamilton, Charlene. Okay. That's different. I haven't heard that one today. But yeah, yeah. you're the second person. It's okay if you like R. Kelly's music, just not Robert, the yeah. person. Yeah, I mean, I got, I, I got a big R&B bag. Like, I really yeah. listen to a lot of R&B music, so. I, gotta... I do have one other funny moment. I remember being in a car with... Was it you that was singing Monica? And everyone's like, Crystal, stop singing. I'm like, it's not me singing Monica. It was no, Bugs. No, that wasn't me. That wasn't it me. was you. That wasn't me. You it were singing you. Monica. I was not singing. Was Boys Mine or something like that? It was not. It was, um... Angel I, of I, Mine. Was, yeah, Angel see, of you know, because you were I was not singing. It. Everyone's like, Crystal, stop singing. I'm like, I'm not even opening my mouth right now. I remember. Yeah, that was a funny ride, yeah. but like, look at that. He knew the song. You're telling me memory. that. Like, I got great memory. You got a good memory, For but sure. I was not singing. You were you singing. Were singing. First, no, I was I started, not. I started finishing like the last end of the bars and you stopped. No. Yes, I remember. I wasn't I wasn't finishing anything, but you were singing that song with your heart. I, I blamed it on you, so I didn't even sing. I blamed it on you on the ride. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, Crystal, stop singing. I'm like, I'm not singing. <laughs> I'm really that. not singing. It's time to get deep. Let's get real deep. What's your breaking point? Uh, my last year in college, I'm um, going into my senior season. Um, when I, the, I had a brand new coach, and in my yes. last year, I was in a point where I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay there. Mm -hmm. But I made a commitment to graduate from Arizona State. Mm -hmm. But then I wanted to transfer schools. Yeah. And to transfer school, I have to go to like a lower level school. Yes. Um, I was in a real vulnerable state because I worked extremely hard that summer to get my game to a next level and. The coach, regardless of whatever I did, wasn't going to play me. Mm -hmm. Not because he didn't like me, but because he's a new coach. It's part of the business. Yeah. Kind of like in the music business, if you become a new CEO, the people who are under you who are already on the label, you don't really benefit from them doing well. Yeah. you got to kind of bring in fresh blood. Fresh blood. So I think at that time, I was in my most vulnerable state because mm -hmm. something I've worked hard for yeah. my whole life is right mm -hmm. in front of me and is being taken away, taken away from me or mm -hmm. not given an opportunity to kind of flourish yeah so i felt like i was the most vulnerable then because i didn't know what to do i was in the classroom it was like should i go should i stay should i leave i got people depending on me people want to see me make it etc yeah and it was a tough often a tough situation and i think that's when my my energy started becoming negative i didn't know it at the time yes that's started becoming negative for everything like i became a hater yeah for first time in my life and i and i, I was going down a dark path and i remember how i overcame it was at the end of the year i actually didn't come home to toronto Mm -hmm. Usually I come home every August for Carabana. Yes. Never came home. Mm -hmm. I stayed in Arizona and I got I left my actual while I was living and I went to like stay like it's not Tucson but a little bit further out with one of my boys. Yeah. And all we did every single day was work out, train, and yoga. Mm -hmm. The first time I started doing yoga. Mm -hmm. And yoga, breathing technique, meditation saved my life. 
Because from there, I started like getting more in tune with my mind, my yes. body, my soul, connectivity, and that negative energy kind of flushed out, and I realized it was all part of the universe, like putting me in different directions, and I just let things flow. But I was a really, really dark space, like for like six months. Yeah. I was just in a dark space, and I just got out of it by just getting more in tune with myself, mm-hmm. um, and with my temple, meditation, yoga, um, working out. Wasn't even reading then, but yeah. just doing that kind of got me in tune and got me in a better spot. That's dope. It's that time for Dirty Laundry, my favorite segment. Let's hear what my guests have to say by airing out their dirty laundry. Anyways, when I was in college, um, I had two girlfriends. I had a girlfriend in in school Mm -hmm. and a girlfriend at home in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So I had two phones at the same time as well. I already know where this is going. So, oh man, it was a tough one. So when I came back to school after the summer of being with my girlfriend in Toronto, that was really, really my girlfriend in Toronto. Yeah. School was kind of like my girl, girl my school girl. While you're here, you know how, yeah. But nowadays people have work wife, work husbands, and yeah. work wives. That was my school girlfriend. But did but you were dating her? I was dating both of them. Okay. The one I was more into. So work husband's just someone you vent to that you can't sometimes, vent to your husband. Sometimes it gets like sometimes it gets where they get emotionally connected. That's what happened with me. Okay. I got. I just started venting to her and talking to her, and then we got connected that way. Because mm-hmm. we're young, anyways. Yeah. So I came back to school, and my school girlfriend was like, "Why do you have two phones now?" And one of my phones rang, and it was my real girlfriend from Toronto. She answered the phone. She got my school girlfriend now got mad at me. Took my clothes, threw it in the pool. Took all my Jay Z CDs, threw it in the pool, and took, threw a, threw a rock through my window. Big ordeal. Cops came. She got in trouble for it. I couldn't go to conditioning or go to practice for a couple of days. Coach kept me away from the team. And then the worst part about it is my, my girlfriend from Toronto found, now out, found out that there's another girl in school. How I got out of it? Yes. I really didn't get out of it like I should have, but I'm a smooth talker. Yeah, you finesse the shit out of these girls. I, I didn't finesse them. All I did was tell them, you know what? I told the one at home, like, either you're going to live with it or not. Like, I'm going to be here and you're over there. So either you stick with me and you may... You gave this girl an ultimatum. I did. I said, you stick with me and you can get, like, something special. <laughs> I don't know what else is out there. That's what I said at the time. I'm telling the truth. Jesus. It's not me now. It's back then. I so know. Like, I know. You get something special. That's how I felt. And then I told her, but the girl at school just for my girl for school. Like, she's yeah. here to be here. Like, if you want me not to touch her, I won't touch her. But she's yeah. talking to be my girlfriend. And she's not going to, like, break up with me. She won't. She will never do that. Then she's like, you know what? I choose not to. So the girl in Toronto chose not to. Then I just kept the girl in America as my girlfriend. Finesse. So I didn't get I didn't get out of it like I should have like I wish it went differently. Yeah, because we know you would have probably still had both. It's part of my it's part of my my lineage. <laughs> you know what I can't. I my can't. grandfather had nine wives. My uncle had, my great uncle had ten wives. My both side like this is part of my lineage. But your father has one. It's not. I don't want to talk about it. I'm talking about my in my blood. <laughs> I'm insane. I'm not saying about like I, I felt like if I was if I was to be honest with them. Yes. In the beginning, it would be a completely different it's story. So they know I shouldn't what's have lied up. to them. Yeah. Just told them straight up, this is what it is. And if you want to deal with it, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. And they'll probably respect me more. I was yeah, young and I was young. They would have took I was like, immature. Okay. Very immature. I wish I should have just told, I should have just stayed neutral. Yeah. Not have one as my girlfriend and just date both of them. And have them and be able to say, date, hey, I'm just dating. And have them be able to date who they choose to as well. You knew girls are not going to be doing that. They, yes, they will if you're honest with them because they're going to do it regardless. There's 10 girls, 10 guys. Or not 10. Maybe five guys in every girl's phone book that claim they're friends that want to be more than friends. That is on a bench reserve. And if you let a woman know or a young lady know at the time, like, you know what? 
That's what I'm doing. That's what you want to do. You can do it. At least you respect you more. So you're saying your roster is always stocked. For women. But that back then, your women, roster was stocked. Women, women rosters are always stocked. Yes. With so-called friends. Women's roster. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Rosters are with friends that want to be more than friends. Guys that are in the friend zone that want to leave the friend the, zone. But then when you're stuck in the friend zone, you stay there. Watch this. You can put it out here. How many girls are with guys that used to be in their friend zone now? I'll wait. They started in the friend zone. They broke up with the boyfriend they had now. Then afterwards, like, oh, Malik's kind of cool. I'll give him a chance. Boom. Now he's a girlfriend. Boyfriend. Done. Start in the friend zone. You end somewhere else in the end zone. You start in the friend zone. You end in the end zone. Listen, it's not here to drop your bars, eh? This is perfect. You start <laughs> in the friend zone and you end in the end zone. Fellas, stick it through, young kings. I believe in you. It's time to be inspired. So let's ask my guests, what's going on with them? In business, life, new adventures. There's a lot going on, but what's next for me, I'd have to say a lot of growth in being one with the universe in terms of not forcing things, mm -hmm. but letting things come to me, mm. but still be moving. Yes. Like you still have to be on pace to let yes. things come to you. Like, your prayers have to be aligned with what you're working for. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't be, like, saying I want to be a general manager in the NBA, but doing the opposite of not researching what they're doing now. Yes. And not knowing every trade before it comes out. Yes. Not knowing everything happening in the league on and off the floor. I have to know all that at like, the back of my hand. Because mm -hmm. you have to know the history of things so you can improve the future. Future, of, of course. You know, so doing things like that um, and being extremely patient, but still being diligent in my work pursuit towards getting to my goals. Can you tell me about the program that you just launched with the uh, uh, Mississauga Tigers? You, uh, the youth program that you're actually doing. I've seen that you posted something recently about a scholarship. Okay, yes. Can you tell me more about that? So, with the Mississauga Tigers, we're actually probably one of the most diverse baseball teams ever. We have a lot of um, African-Canadian players, mm -hmm. um, players of color, Dominican... Um, Latino, etc. So we wanted to launch something called the Cedo Gaston Scholarship, mm -hmm. which is Cedo Cedo Gaston. Those who don't know is probably um, the only yeah. uh, manager who I got a championship back to back with uh, Toronto Blue Jays yes. with a lot of actual colored players. Um, and he started a whole movement with those guys, and he was special in not just the history of baseball mm -hmm. for Toronto, but baseball period. Yes, um, and the, he's the godfather of one of the main members of the actual Masaga Tigers, mm -hmm. like from the coaching staff and put everything together, Sean Travers. So we want to honor CETO um, with a scholarship for African-Canadian or colored kids um, where we can help um, with their funding to be on our team and their training, mm -hmm. et cetera, because baseball is a pretty expensive it's sport. It's very expensive yeah. sport. You, as you yeah. Would, yeah. If I am playing three years, it's like, forget this yeah. guy. <laughs> it's a expensive sport for, you know, so we want to make sure we can help and aid them um, and not just aid them, you have to be an outstanding member of the community Yeah, you're doing the right things. And, and then education has educate. to be amongst. And watch this. We understand sometimes education may not be there yeah. because the other aspects Aspect. aren't up, up to where it's supposed to be. Yes. We want to be able to at least gauge that where it's like, well, maybe this person's an amazing, amazing young student, mm -hmm. but doesn't have the resources so they may rebel against certain things. So let's, yes. let's, let's have like a better measure of who we're dealing with. So we have a whole interview process. Mm -hmm. The press have to send us a 150-page, 150-word essay on why we should choose them. Mm -hmm. We go through the interview process, um, and then we go we go from there. It's the first year we've ever been done, yeah. and it's been amazing. And we're actually selecting all of our players next week, next week Friday. That's great. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Thank you. That's like something like, when I saw it, I was like, okay, this is yeah. album mode's real. Yeah, for sure. This is like Grammy-nominated stuff <laughs> now. Like, you're ready, you're up there. I appreciate it. 
this segment is called book me where i actually get to ask my guests about what book had deeply impacted them and why well it's a compilation for me Right. right, list them all. So the first book that was the most impactful that got my, my mind ready to read more mm-hmm. was The Alchemist from Paulo Paulo Coelho. Because I got it from my friend Jaren Ship and, and when I was in China with him. Yeah. We're on basketball tour and our tour was about fourteen days. Mm-hmm. So on day three he gives me this book. I never I never read in college. Yeah. Never read books in college. I'll just go to the go to class, sit beside two pretty girls, have them take the notes and get the notes from them, pass the test. That's what I did in college the whole time I was on the stage. But I was still smart. Yeah. And I still read the notes they took. You still read the notes, but you didn't actually do I didn't the actually work. do the notes. I didn't like doing the notes. I was lazy at that time. I never read in college. But my, my college teammate I was on a tour with me as pros gave me this book. Like, listen, mm-hmm. I know you don't read, but I know how you are. If you read this book, it's going to change your life. I'm like, shit, I don't want to read this. I don't have time for I don't read. Who does mm-hmm. that? Listen to my music the whole time. Read the first chapter on day three. I finished the book on day 10. Mm. So it took me seven days to read The Alchemist, and I've never read a book in ever. 20 years, almost yeah. ever. Not even a book that's 200 pages, so that yeah. got me going. And just the message in that book changed my life because of like the journey of Santiago mm-hmm. and you know the different parables and different adversity I had to go through to get to where you had to go. And that kind of was like messaging to me because I was in a point in my life where I'm like, I need to pay attention to signs more. Yes, Things that are coming up full speed. I need to slow down. And mm-hmm. That's where the moniker, slow motion, but in motion came. Right after reading that book. Like, I'm going too fast-paced. Why am yeah. I in such a rush? Slow down. You'll be able to see more when you're slow. Yes. You take your time when you're patient. Very when you, true. When you practice suburb. But I was always rushing. Mm-hmm. Always in, I want to get this now. I want to yes. get that now. You're so. always go, go, go. Second book, I'd have to say, um, that helped shape me as a man was the autobiography of Malcolm X, mm-hmm. Alex Haley. Um, it's very, very inspirational because of the discipline Malcolm showed and the fearlessness Mm-hmm. He had just towards life. Like knowing they're going to kill me if I say this, but my word and what I stand for means more than anything. Yes. And then having the having the ability to kill your own ego to say I was wrong about something. Mm-hmm. I was wrong about how I felt about a certain group of people. And now I want to make it right. Yeah. Even if they kill me. Yes. Like you can kill me physically, but I'm going to live forever. Because yes. you only die twice. Mm-hmm. You die once physically, and the last time someone says your name. So I'm going to live forever. I'm going to make sure I put it out there that this lives forever. Yes. This body of work, and he's living to this day, obviously. Um, and then I'll probably say um, The Monk That Sold His Ferrari mm-hmm. by um, Robin Sharma. Yeah, you put me on that one. Yeah, that book is um, very similar to The Alchemist. Yes. Easy read, um, but it's very, very inspirational in terms of you know messaging and his understanding like there's a different, there's a better inner standing to life when you slow down and mm-hmm. you go from within. And I feel like that book has been phenomenal for me. So I'll give you those three. I don't want to go too deep because I got like... Yeah, you have a whole book list. Yeah, yeah, different. We'll save that for season two. Yeah, for sure. So this is our last segment. It's called The Quote. I asked my guests to tell me what quotes they use on a daily basis or the ones they live by. For me, short and simple, mine is life is what you make it. Because it is. Let's hear what my guests have to say. Slow motion but in motion equals movement being medicine. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's, I put the medicine in the dessert. Mm. I'm going to say it slower. So slow motion but in motion. Yes. It's like an equation. Equals movement being medicine. Meaning when you move, it's good for you. It's healing. Yes. But I still put the medicine in the dessert. So I dress it up to make it look a certain way so you come to it. Mm-hmm. But the medicine is in there. Kind of like when you feed a child, you put the yes. medicine in the dessert. So I live by those things because sometimes 
when people give you information, yes. it's not about how you decode it, but how you encode it. Yes. How you're receiving it. And what position are you in life to receive the message? Like, if I'm reading something and I'm angry, I'm not going to receive it the right way. Yeah. If I'm hearing you speak and I'm just thinking, what's my rebuttal? Yes. And, I'm, and I want to You're not get, actually hearing me. I'm not hearing. I'm hearing you, but I'm not listening, listening at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready to get back at you. How am I supposed to understand? Mm-hmm. That's like, that's like, I have my basketball players out here today. They had a workout for Niagara River Lions. And I, I was telling the guys, um, like, we're doing a drill where you have to read and react. Yes. Right? And I'm telling them, you, they're, they're literally playing the game without looking at where they're going. They're just playing. And I'm telling them, how are you supposed to read a book if you're not, if you can't see the letters? Yes. You don't see the letters of the page, of the page. you can't read it. Open your eyes. Slow down. Mm-hmm. So it's all about how you encode messages. So I try to like pace myself with everything and understand there's a message in everything. You can learn from everything and everybody. And you, there's no knowing it all. Mm-hmm. If you know it all, you know nothing at all. So you can learn Very from true. everything. Very true. Crystal breaks easy means what to you? Finish it. Finish the sentence. Like how was your time here today? Crystal breaks easy. My time here was extremely open. I felt at home. I feel like there's a very welcoming, loving energy here, and it led me to open up the things I don't even talk to people about. Yeah, you're the. Yeah, all my guests are the same thing. To like, why did I tell you that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some stuff you may have to block out. But yeah, yeah sorry. So the way how the so what we're gonna do is. Um, I have 16 episodes a season, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have a barbecue at my house with all 16 guests, just okay. like a thank you dinner, and then a reflection on how you think your interview went, Okay. and then with everybody, so you get to see the whole cast, Amazing. Amazing. and I'm going to cook and we drinks may have, and all we that. We have to edit some stuff out, because some of those girls, oh man, they get really <laughs> mad at me, because they're still on my social media, so I'm not sure. Sorry, ladies. Don't worry. I'll make sure. You can apologize from now. Man, I apologize. Um, <laughs> I was young. Uh, don't get mad at me when you see this. They don't, they don't even know that they're both my girlfriends at the same time. Ooh. This is the first time they ever, like, they knew, but they didn't know, like, how at the same actually. Time. Uh, You're out here being messy. That was 2006. 2006. Mm-mm. I, was I was in like, Belleville in 2006. Yeah, I was like 18, 19 years old. If yeah. that. Sorry, ladies. I don't even want, you gotta edit that out. <laughs> I will. I promise. Well, thank you so much. So that is a wrap, folks. You just listened to Crystal Breaks Easy. I am your host, Crystal. To find me on Instagram, you're going to look for Crystal Breaks Easy underscore, which is the podcast page. Also, my personal page on all platforms is Chris My Life. So until next time, stay safe.